0: All right, all right, all right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Ultimate Fighter podcast. This is going to be uh, Team Randy Couture versus Team Liddell. Uh, This is the Ultimate Fighter, episode six of season one. Uh, We're going to do a part two of the segment. I did a part one yesterday. Now we're going to leave off at part two of the segment. So if you want to catch up on the the previous information on this episode, I would check out the previous episode, episode. Uh, but we're going to leave off right basically where uh, Josh Koscheck is getting re- ready to fight Chris Lieben. So we're going to leave off at that part of the segment, like right before they fight and, and just the background information on the fighters and things like that, that's where we're going to leave off at. So Chris continues to say more crazy stuff, like he will cripple him, like he's he's talking trash about uh, Josh Koscheck here. This is basically the part where right before they fight, uh, the UFC kind of does this this drama promotion segment where they interview both of the fighters. And both of the fighters say what they want to say about the, their opponent. And we're just basically at that segment. Um, this is kind of a smart move on Lieben's end because he is creating excitement. and showing the UFC, he will draw fans to watch him fight both on the show and in his future career if he makes it into the UFC. So basically, Chris Lieben's a big trash talker. He says a lot of crazy stuff and he really hypes himself up. And, and that's actually a good thing because this is an entertainment business. It's not just the fight business. You have to say crazy things to better yourself and um, you know, get yourself ahead in the promotions and things like that. They want to see an exciting fighter. They want to see somebody who can build drama, somebody who can fill seats with tickets and things like that. And uh, he's doing a good job of promoting himself on the show. Chris says this is his first time fighting and being upset at, at one of his opponents. This could play a big factor. Like Dana said, hopefully he controls his emotions and fights smart. Josh says that the emotions in this fight is that somebody is going home. So Josh is emotional because somebody's going to be sent home. That's that's the emotional part for Josh is, is the loser of this fight is going to be sent off the show. Josh has a good attitude and says that if he loses, it just means he needs more time to improve his skills. Although a large portion of Chris Lieben's knuckle is gone, excuse me, not his knuckle, the skin on his knuckle is gone. Uh, It won't matter because their hands will be wrapped and he will be wearing gloves. So Chris even peeled a little bit of his skin off of his knuckles in in the previous episode when he had his uh, fight situation where he got drunk and he smashed out the front uh, window of the house and he uh, he knocked down the door. Um, You know, he ripped the skin off of his knuckle when he did that. And fortunately, it it was just a clean rip off of the skin. Uh, It didn't require stitches. Um, You know, it, it was a clean rip off of the skin. So it's not going to really affect his fight, fight performance because he's going to be wearing gloves, he's going to be wearing wraps, so it, it it shouldn't have an effect on him in the fight. It may be painful afterwards, but he'll be fine. Josh says it will be a war, and he hopes that he brings it. Josh, of course, says he will take the fight to the ground, so as I stated in the previous episode, you know, Josh Koscheck is a high-level wrestler. He's the All-American Division One wrestler, um, so obviously he's going to try to take the fight to the ground. He's, he's only been doing MMA for about, uh, I think, a year and a half, so... He doesn't quite have the experience level of Chris Levin, so that's just another reason for him to take the fight to the ground. Josh Koschek walks in the cage at 26 years old with a 4-0 ro- record at five foot ten, 185 pounds from Buffalo, New York. Just for the record, I'm rooting for Josh, so I always root for the wrestler in the situation 9 out of 10 times. Um, you know, there's a couple situations where I will root for the striker. Um, when Jorge Masvidal recently fought um, Kamaru Usman, I rooted for Jorge Masvidal. Ah, uh, Kamara Usman is definitely the better wrestler. He's a college wrestler. You know, I wrestled a little bit in middle school and high school, and that's the reason for that. I I just like the style of wrestlers, but there are occasions like like the one I just stated where I will root for the striker over the wrestler. But um, I I just kind of like Josh Koscheck. You know, I, I like his personality on the show. I liked how he ma- helped uh, Bobby Southworth make weight. I like the fact that um, you know, he said some pretty funny things. He said some pretty slick things to um to his opponent, Chris Lieben, like he was making fun of Chris Lieben when Chris Lieben was making fun of somebody else for wearing some tight pants or something. He uh, he hit him with a, with a slick line. He was like, well, you know, you live up in the mountains in, in Oregon. Are, are you not familiar with the styles now? Like, do you even have Cable up there? Like, he he's, he says some pretty slick things. He's pretty funny. And, um, you know, he, he says a little, you know, funny things here and there. And I, I just kind of like his personality. He's a wrestler. He helped Bobby Southworth make weight. And if you watch the show, like, especially when he played the prank on Chris Lieben, even though... You know, some people probably thought that was messed up. I thought it was pretty funny. And, uh, you know, he stood up to Chris Lieben a lot of times, and he's he's Chris he's Chris Lieben's rival, so I kind of like Josh Koschek. You know, I liked his personality on the show. He was quiet, but also goofy and an instigator as well. I like how he helped his teammates uh, Bobby make weight, you know, pushing him to the limits. I also like the fact that he's a college wrestler. I typically root for the better wrestler 9 out of 10 times. Uh, Chris Lieben walks into the ring at 24 years old with a 15-1 record at 5'11, 186 pounds from Portland, Oregon. Nathan says Josh is a bad situation. He says that Josh is in a bad situation because Chris wants to hurt him. You know, Chris looks fired up in the ring and Josh looks nervous. Personally, I think being a Division I wrestler, All-American, is a bigger accomplishment than Chris being a 15-1 MMA fighter. So Chris Lieben has a 15-1 record as an MMA fighter. But realistically, I mean, the bigger accomplishment here is, is being a Division One All American wrestler. I mean, it takes years and years and years of high school wrestling to build those skills to become a college level wrestler. And we're not just talking about a regular college. We're talking about a Division One college. The competition is very fierce. Um, you know, he's competing at an extremely high level. So I really do like this. Um, you know, it, it, it sets the, the bar extremely high. Uh, you know chris lieben has a good background in mma but it's just a different caliber of competition in my opinion so I, even with all the even with all the skill sets that chris lieben has i would say that josh Koscheck has the advantage in this situation for having a college wrestling background also josh is undefeated at 4-0 he's never been beat so his record is 4-0 so he's only had four mma fights so i mean that could be that could mean that he's the next world champion or that could just mean he hasn't fought you know a high enough caliber level of fighters that could beat him yet. I mean that's a four and zero record. That's pretty decent, but that still means he has a lot of work and a long way to go, essentially. Uh, whereas Chris Lieben is fifteen and one. Fifteen and one is a great record too, and that's that's like literally like three times as many opponents. So you know that, that's pretty impressive too. I really feel he has the advantage, like I just said earlier. I really feel that he has the advantage. Hopefully, the hype behind Chris doesn't get to Josh, because there's a lot of hype on the show behind Chris Lieben. You know, everybody on the show has kind of made Chris Lieben the center of attention. Everybody said that he's a great striker. You know, he had a match with Mike Swick before he came on the show. He beat Mike Swick. You know, Chris Lieben is is very, you know, he's very much so a loud mouth. He's very cocky. Uh, he seems to be this great striker. So, um, you know, everybody kind of has a very high opinion of of uh, Chris Lieben. I'm extremely excited to watch this fight. They both throw... excuse me. So let let me... I need to make sure I I add an introduction before the fight starts. So, you know, when I'm giving, you know, their stats, their height, their weight, you know, where they're fighting from, their their fight record, I'm just giving you the background information before they fight. So they're both in the octagon now. They're waiting for the referee to signal them to fight. Uh, So the horn signals. uh, They're getting ready to fight. And the fight starts. So they both throw feints for about 30 seconds. And Chris throws a right hand and misses. Josh throws a sloppy overhand right and shoots a horrible shot, not lowering his level enough. Uh, A super telegraphed shot, and Lieben sprawls immediately and follows up with a powerful knee and shoots a much better shot this time. But Lieben is on the sprawl, and Josh quickly gets up. So that's a good sign for both of the fighters, really. It's a good sign that Josh is following the game plan. And it's a good sign that Chris Lieben is not only sprawling and, and stopping the shot, but he's also making him pay for the shot by kneeing him. So it's a good sign for both of the fighters already. They're both following a good game plan so far. Josh throws another ridiculous, inaccurate, inaccurate, telegraphed powerful overhand right and shoots again, but he has no success. So Josh Koscheck is setting up these takedowns with this super powerful overhand right. It looks like he's basically pitching a baseball. He's throwing a super powerful overhand right. It's very telegraphed, but I mean, at the same time, it it could be very damaging if it lands and he's, he's throwing this powerful overhand right. He's missing and then he's coming in. And, um, you know, it kind of helps set up the shot, but it's also kind of a ridiculous punch if you see it from the camera angle. Josh is not lowering his level enough and is not committed when he shoots. Uh, Someone from Josh's corner tells him the time to shoot. Excuse me. Someone from Josh's corner tells him the time to time the shot and just be patient. So, you know, Josh is very nervous. In the interviews before this fight, he seemed very nervous. Josh just seems all around very nervous right now. So I think what he's doing right now is he's displaying a lot of nervous energy by not setting up these shots correctly. You know, the fight has just started. I think the pressure's starting to get to him because he's fighting Chris Lieben, and Chris Levin has a big name for himself. He just needs to slow down a little bit. You know, Josh is clearly very nervous, but the good thing about Josh shooting is that he is making Chris uh, fear of the takedown, and he will have to multitask when, when he strikes with him, and it'll make it more difficult for him to set up his strikes. So when you, when you take your opponent down like that... um when, when you go for the takedown like that, it, it really it really challenges the striker because the striker now has to worry about the takedown. The striker has to worry about the, the takedown over and over again. So he's not going to be very, you know, co- he's not necessarily going to be not confident in his striking, but he's going to have to slow down, and he's going to have to, you know, take his time and, and look for the takedown. So he's not going to be able to just, you know, relax when he's striking with you. It's, it's going to make him a lot more uncomfortable when he's striking with you. You know, props to Levin for landing that nice knee. This is good for leaving because he's making Josh pay for his takedown attempts. This will make Josh more discouraged to shoot. Chris throws three punches that don't land and a kick that doesn't land. You know, Josh looks like he lacks striking skills. However, he's doing a great job avoiding punches and staying out of striking range and only coming in striking range to throw an overhand right and to shoot. So one thing I do like about Josh Koschek, it seems like he has a very high fight IQ. Um, he's only been training for a year and a half, so I mean that that's sort of enough time to develop some good striking skills. But I mean, somebody who's a seasoned veteran, somebody who's maybe been striking for four years or five years, they're probably gonna outstrike you more than likely. And um, but he just he's displaying a very high fight IQ because what he's doing is he's staying out of fight range. He's not getting in the pocket so Chris Levin can land punches. He's keeping his distance. The only time he's getting close to Levin is to throw his overhand right and go in for the shot, which is very smart. So he's not allowing Chris Levin to land any real punches on him. He's staying out of the distance. He's only coming in to shoot. That's a very good game plan. Chris throws another left hook that misses. Chris throws another one-two that misses. Chris throws another one-two that looks like it misses. One of the punches may have grazed him. And Josh shoots again before Levin gets him back against the cage. Levin has a nice sprawl, but Josh drives him across the cage hard and takes him down and immediately lands some powerful bombs from open guard. Josh walks Lieben to the cage with Levin having Josh in close guard while Josh throws a few punches from top. This is smart on Koscheck's part because he walks Levin right into his corner with Chuck right there, giving him step-by-step instructions. Josh throws a few small punches, but Lieben does a good job tying up Josh. Josh broke the guard for a few seconds. And tried to land a few small punches with little success so just just to slow down a little bit for everybody listening so he took down Chris Lieben and he's basically he's he's walked him into the corner uh right in front of Chuck Liddell so Chuck Liddell can give him step-by-step instructions while he's landing punches and, and trying to you know improve his position against Chris Lieben from the ground Josh throws small shots to the body Lieben throws a few punches from the bottom as well the referee warns Lieben not to punch to the back of the head twice and tells him the second time this is his last warning Josh now starts and is starting to loosen him up better now. Josh continues to put pressure on him, putting his elbow and forearm on his face and landing nice body shots. He lands another head shot and body shot and even throws a knee. Josh lands another head punch and a few more hard punches. Lieben throws a body punch from the bottom. Punches from the broad excuse me, punches from the bottom have little power. Usually, but sometimes you can slice someone open with an elbow from the bottom, but this is difficult because you throw elbows at a 180 180 degree angle. So, you know, oftentimes you see fighters when they get taken down and they're on their back. You see them a lot of times, they try to throw punches from the bottom, but you're fighting against gravity. You're you're throwing punches off your back. You're not getting a full rotation of your hips. You're not using your feet, you know, to pivot. So you're not not getting a full extension of your body. And you're also fighting against gravity because you're punching up, so... You're not getting a lot of power when you punch from the bottom. So oftentimes, you you never really see someone get knocked out punching from the bottom. It just doesn't happen. There's not a lot of power punching from the bottom. Uh, McGregor got in trouble for doing this against Chad Mendes. So the the only point that I was trying to make here is sometimes you can land a nice hunt, you know, a nice elbow um, from the bottom, and you can slice your opponent open. We have seen that a few times, but it's it's kind of rare. And and once again, you know, gravity's working against you. You can't really pivot your hips. You can't you know use your feet to pivot off your feet to you know get a full extension of your body so it it doesn't really work a lot of times but every once in a while you will see somebody slice someone open with the elbow from the bottom um so josh throws knees and continues to throw punches to the body and head josh continues to dominate and the referee stands him up which is absolutely ridiculous so this is the part that i got really upset about you know the referee stood them up when josh koshek was landing powerful punches he was going all in and then out of nowhere you know, the referee just stands him up. It's, it's really ridiculous. So, I mean, there's really no reason for them to stand him up. You know, in MMA and the UFC, if the referee doesn't like what's going on from the bottom, if he feels like there's not enough action from the bottom, um, he can stand up both of the fighters. Now, I, I really feel like he did this to benefit Lieben. I think maybe, you know, Dana White or somebody may, may have had a personal conversation with the referee, Herb Dean, and told him, said, hey, man, you know, if there's not enough action on the bottom, stand them up. We want to give Chris Lieben an advantage here because Chris Lieben's like the star of the show. Um, That's just how I felt personally. I could be wrong, but I felt like it was really ridiculous he stood them up. That was just so ridiculous to me. This is my least favorite part of the sport. The referee can stand the fight up whenever he feels there isn't enough activity from the bottom. Josh was very active. He landed knees and elbows and punches to the body and head. Uh, This makes no sense, and there seems to be a lot of hype behind Chris Lieben. It makes me wonder if Dana or somebody told him to stand the fight up if Chris gets taken down. They seem to have a lot of money invested in Chris Lieben. Even Chuck complains telling the ref Herb Dean... He was working. Terrible call. Josh shoots again. Chris avoids the takedown. Throws a powerful knee that lands, followed by two punches that partially land, and Josh tries to take him down again and pushes Levin against the fence as Levin sprawls and punches Josh's body. Josh picks him up and dumps him again. Josh lands a powerful punch before Levin gets back up, and Lieben, uh lands one more punch before the horn sounds. Uh, so this that was extremely unfair to Josh. The referee did that. You know, that was that was really unfair. And it it really shows how Josh is dominating the fight as well, because even though the referee stood them up, he gave Chris Lieben an advantage. You know, Josh Kostik got back, back to his feet. He took him down again. So that that really says a lot. And for people who haven't wrestled before, it, it takes a tremendous amount of energy, a tremendous amount of strength uh, to take somebody down like that. So the fact that he's able to take Chris Lieben down over and over again, it really shows that he's dominating the fight. And the fact that he's able to do it more than once after the referee stood them up, um, it just just shows that he's, you know, significantly the better fighter in this situation, in in my opinion. He definitely won that round. You know, Randy tells Lieben to to fight the takedowns and use the cage to try to get up to his feet. If he gets taken down again, um, you know, Chuck tells Josh he won that round and to take him down again. Josh shoots, excuse me, see, this is where I got to start putting in my transition. So, okay, guys, the second round starts. They start off again, and uh, Josh shoots early again in the second round. Lieben sprawls, but this time as Lieben gets up, Josh lands a nice knee on Levin. Lieben. Lieben throws a leg kick that misses. Josh extends his arm to keep distance between him and Levin. Josh shoots again, and it looks like Levin lands. Lands a knee. Uh, Levin lands another knee and misses a big punch as they separate. Uh, Lieben throws another leg kick that misses. Josh throws a right hand that hits the body. And an overhand right that appears to connect. And Lieben follows up with a knee that misses. Josh shoots again, but Lieben sprawls hard. But Josh follows up with the knee. Josh throws the overhand right again. And Lieben throws a knee again. Josh throws an overhand right that misses. And Lieben connects with the left hand. And Josh dives in hard for a shot and takes him down again. Josh pins him down into open half guard against the cage. Josh lands another punch. And Leben desperately punches him from the bottom to his body. Somebody from Josh's corner uh, tells him to push his head into the cage and Josh tries to do this. I guess it makes it easier to land punches this way. Some fighters prefer to take a fighter down in the middle of the octagon. So basically what I'm saying here is uh, certain fighters that are wrestlers, they like to take their opponent down in the middle of the ring. So they can't use the cage to get back to their feet, because a lot of times when people get taken down is what they do is they'll, they'll push their back up against the fence and they'll kind of use the, the the fence to walk themselves back to their feet and get back to their feet and regain their position. But Josh is kind of doing the opposite here. And we see fighters do both in, in this position. We're seeing Josh. He's, he's pushing him into the into the cage. He's taking him down and dragging his body into the cage. And there's multiple reasons for this. Maybe he likes the pressure of the fence against him. Maybe he feels like he can land better punches like that. I'm not really sure why, you know, they prefer to do that sometimes. But, um, you know, for whatever reason, Josh is... I think also, too, because of his style of his takedown, he drives his opponents really hard across the ring. So it it might just be a coincidence that he's always pushing his opponents against the fence. Um, But, you know, it, it seems to be working for Josh very well. So for whatever reason, he's taking him down, you know, towards the fence. um josh struggles to land punches from top Levin's corner tells him to push his knee through but he doesn't and josh switches from attempted body shots to head shots which does uh which does appear excuse me which does open up the head shots better Levin attempts a kimura but this will not work because he is not positioned well in half guard so to to do a kimura submission you kind of have to be in full guard uh, Josh postures up, and Lieben lets go of his arm, and Josh lands another punch to the face. Josh and Lieben continue to trade punches, Josh being on top getting the better of the exchange. So, from my, for my personal opinion, there's really no point of throwing punches from the bottom like that. Um, it, you know, if you're on the bottom, you want to try to get back to your feet um you know or or try a submission or or try to improve your position there's really no point of throwing punches from the bottom you're just kind of wasting your energy in my opinion i mean we see we see fighters do it a lot unless you're a really skilled high level fighter there's really no point of throwing punches from the bottom in my opinion like I, i could be wrong i don't know how the coaches train these fighters but i've never seen i mean very rarely i've ever seen somebody get knocked out with punches from the bottom i mean probably one out of a thousand fights that happens Josh's corner yells for him to pass half guard, and this looks like what Josh is trying to do. As Josh starts to land a few more punches, and looks like he may pass half guard, the referee uh, saves Lieben and stands him up. So this referee, man, Herb Dean, I don't know. He he seems to be saving Chris Lieben in this fight. I mean, to be fair, it's it's not like Josh Koscheck is like punching his head in and he's just bleeding everywhere. But Josh Koscheck is definitely landing some punches. He's landing some powerful body punches. He's landing some powerful head punches. I really think they're just trying to give Chris Lieben a fair shot here. I mean, it's, it's just to me, it's just really ridiculous that they're standing this fight up. You know, Josh Koscheck earns these takedowns. He's landing powerful body shots. He's landing some powerful head shots. There's absolutely no reason for them to stand them up. You know, absolutely disgusting, horrible call. As the referee stands him up, Josh shoots in for a double leg and drives and dumps. Drives and dunce, leaving back onto the onto the mat near the fence again. This shows what a great wrestler Josh is. And this was a big you to the referee for trying to cheat uh, leaving into winning. So, I mean, that, that just says a lot about how good of a fighter Josh Koschek is. He's getting taken down. And, I mean, the referee's standing the fight back up. And Josh Koschek just takes the fight right back to the feet and, and takes him down again. And that just shows, like, look, you know, you can stand the fight up. You can try to help Chris Lieben. But I'm going to take him down again. And there's nothing you can do to stop me. It takes a tremendous amount of energy to get a takedown, especially when you're fighting. Every time the referee has helped leaving, Josh takes him down again, which shows how great of an athlete he is because that is not easy to do multiple times in a fight when you are spending a ton of energy. Chris scrambles into full guard and desperately throws small punches from the bottom. Chris throws weak punches to the body, and Josh struggles to land punches as Chris does a good job defending. Josh lands a face shot followed by a few body shots. Josh continues to land body shots, Lieben attempts to isolate one of Josh's arms, but lets go and starts throwing punches from the bottom, And Josh is, and Josh returns punches from top. They continue to exchange punches until the horn sounds. It is clear Josh won the fight. They tried to build hype by saying it may go for a third round if it is ruled a draw, but anybody who watches MMA knows this was a clear victory by Josh. I mean, Josh took this guy down maybe 4 or 5 times. He landed punches to the body, landed punches to the head. If you take your opponent 5 five times, you know, if you take your opponent down 5 times, you automatically win the fight. Josh executed multiple takedowns and dominated from the bottom and continued to take him down even with the referee helping leave him by standing up the fight. You know, looking back, when the cameraman interviewed the other fighters, I think the fighters may have been told to say they thought Chris was going to win to build the anticipation. So it, it it was really bizarre to me how even his own team, Josh Kostak's own teammates, were saying, "Oh, I don't know, I think Chris Leben might win," or whatever. It, it it was just really weird to me. It seemed like they were trying to build the hype for the fight. I mean, your your own teammates should not say that about you. You know what I mean? It, it just it, it was not a good look when Kenny Florian said that. It was not a good look. You are supposed to you're supposed to support your teammates no matter what. So. I feel, almost feel like the you know the cameraman told him to say that to try to build up hype for this fight because anybody with a brain would know that a Division One All-American wrestler is going to take down another guy and probably beat him. You know what I mean? That, that's just kind of how the game goes. Unless Chris Lieben was like a really certified high-level jiu-jitsu expert and he had, you know, 10 submission victories on his record, I mean, it's just not going to happen. It is also suspicious that Josh's own teammates thought he wouldn't win. I think in reality, a lot of fighters on the show thought he was going to win. So like it, it just seemed very played out. It is also suspicious that his own teammate Kenny Florian thought Josh would win by decision. Which is what happened. And then he changed his mind a few seconds later and said he thought Chris was going to win as if somebody told him to say something different. So, yeah, that, that was really weird, too. How do you change your mind five seconds later? Kenny Florian, when he got interviewed about this question, who he thought was going to win, he said, oh, I think Josh is going to win. And then five seconds later, he changes his mind. He said, Oh, actually, you know what? I don't know. Maybe Chris Lehman's going to win. It's just you're supposed to back up your teammates no matter what. They have all these team challenges. I mean, there's all these feuds in the household between the teams. And then, you know, all that for, you know, one of your teammates to be interviewed on camera and and to say that they don't even think their own teammate is going to win. them it's just ridiculous. Also, like I stated earlier, your own teammate should never say that. So I think he was told to say that to build anticipation. The bad blood continues after Josh has announced the winner and he tells Lieben he's going home. They continue to exchange words. Chris says he didn't do anything but lay on him. And Josh says a win is a win. So after the fight, I mean, Josh is literally like, you know, he's he's screaming at leaving as he's walking out of the octagon. He's like, you know, it's, it's time for you to go home. And, you know, Chris leaving is saying, like, it's not over. It's not over. So, you know, this was a lot of bad blood. There's a lot of drama in this fight. And I'm glad that the situation is settled now. Dana separates them as they scream back and forth at each other. Um. You know, they scream back and forth at each other as Lieben leaves the octagon with Randy. I don't know if I mentioned this, but it is also very logical to expect a high-level wrestler to win. So I really think the other fighters were told to say they thought Chris would win because this is a common sense guess to me. Uh, Randy and Dana break down the fight, and Dana basically says that Lieben should have let his hands go in the first round. That is the best strategy when you are facing a high-level wrestler. However, this is easier said than done. I mean, obviously he was going to try to let his hands go, but you know, Josh Koscheck was threatening the takedown every five seconds, so it's easy to say that it's harder to do. I think Chris did a decent job, especially stopping a lot of takedowns and making Josh pay with knees and punches when he uh, didn't get taken down. I also agree with Dana, and I think Levin did a good job of defending himself on the bottom as well. I mean, one of the things I will give credit to Chris Levin for is uh, every time that, you know, he stopped the takedown, he followed up with a knee or a punch, and, and that really made, you know, Josh pay for the takedown. So that was very good on his part, and he he did stop a lot of takedowns too, so I'll give him credit for that. Uh, Josh did what wrestlers do. Josh also landed a few nice overhand rights, even though Levin is the better striker. Uh, Team Liddell celebrates. And their team is still undefeated. So God, they've won five team challenges, or f- five. They've, they've, they've basically team Couture has lost. You know, five challenges in a row. They've had, they're having five fighters eliminated from the show in a row. This is unbelievable. You know, you know, Chuck Liddell's team is just wiping them off the map. Chris, of course, is devastated, and Randy tries to comfort him with Nathan and Dana as well. Dana says Chris is one of the toughest guys on the show, but he's one of the weakest guys mentally. And I like how Dana White said that. And, that, that's, that's another interesting thing that I've been discussing in my brain for a while now, too. There's a lot of tough guys in this world that could, you know, probably beat somebody up or probably been in a lot of fights or may have been incarcerated. They may have been in a gang or something. They may have sold drugs. They might be like a, a very certified tough guy, but mentally they might be very weak. You know what I mean? They might be very emotional. They might not be able to control their emotions. They might have a victim mentality. They may feel like they, they're not going to be anything in this world. You know there there's different ways to be tough in this world. You know, we're we're a very specific uh, species of creature on this earth. There's a lot of different ways for us to be tough, for us to be weak. Um, you know, just cuz somebody's good at throwing punches and, and might be a good fighter, they might be weak in a lot of other aspects. And there might be another guy who's not athletic at all, but he might be skilled in some other aspects. So, you know, things things are very different in this world. I think that is a great analogy. I think Chris should have been much more aggressive striking, but I'm not sure that that would have changed the outcome of the fight. He still might have been taken down. So even if Chris came out with, like, super haymakers, I mean, he still might have been taken down. Uh, You know, you can't just go out there throwing wild punches against a high-level wrestler. You're going to get taken down immediately. You have to, you know, watch out for the takedown. You have to anticipate the takedown. So Chris Lieben, I think he fought the best fight he possibly could. And Josh Koschek was just the better fighter. He's a, he's a high-level wrestler. He did what he was supposed to do. He kept the distance. He stayed out of the pocket. He only came in to throw his overhand right and go for the takedown, and it worked. And he landed some decent punches from the bottom, you know, some decent body shots, some decent head shots. And he won the fight, even though the referee stood them up. He still, when he got back to his feet, he still took Chris Lieben down again. Uh, Dana shakes his hand and tells Chris he'll see him soon. Stefan says he'll miss him. Nathan says Chris has a lot of growing up to do. So Chris was a very immature character on the show. Uh, he was definitely the center of attention on the show. Um, you know, he was he a was star of the show. He was always getting drunk, making a scene, fighting people. Um, you know, and now it's his time to go. So it's it's kind of sad to see him go. But like I said, I was a bigger fan of Josh Koscheck. I was happy for Josh Koscheck to win. And, um, you know, he he smashed the windows out of the house. He smashed the door down. So I'm I'm, sur- I'm sure there's certain people that watched the show and thought that Chris Lieben should have been kicked off the show to begin with. But I, I didn't feel like that. I didn't want to see anybody get kicked off the show. But, um, you know, Josh Koschek won fair and square, and that's the end of it.